Welcome everyone to the Take It Home Podcast. I'm your host, John LaRocca. Really excited about today's episode. We're going to talk about a lot of different matches from NXT UK to Wrestle Open to Action Wrestling, uh, a promotion I've never seen before. I just checked it out for the first time uh, just the other night. So saw some matches on there on, on a certain show and I want to talk about that. Um, right now there's like a big rainstorm coming down and I don't know if you can hear the raindrops because uh, we have uh, skylights in our house and where I'm at right now we have one and, and it's 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 a relaxing sound when it hits the skylight. I love hearing the rain but I don't know how it's going to come off on the uh, podcast. You might not even hear it at all but um, but uh, yeah, it's just uh, all of a sudden I'm right before a quarter. Like, what the heck's going on? I didn't even look at the weather. And I'm usually at that age now where I'm like checking the weather every day. You know, I don't, at a certain age, I feel like you always just check the weather, and that's where I'm at at this point in time in my life. Um, yeah, so um, earlier this week, I tweeted out what I was going to talk about this week, and one of the things I mentioned was WXW, a, pre- a preview of WXW 16 karat gold. Then I started thinking about it halfway through the week. And I'm like, wait a second, when the show drops, WXW is going to be on night two, you know? So kind of unnecessary to preview it at this time. But I will say that WXW is live streaming 16 karat gold tournament for the first time. Um, so I highly recommend uh, just ordering it checking out this tournament it's the, one of the biggest tournaments of the year of the in professional wrestling um and wxw does a great job their streaming service it's to uh, us money it's 11 dollars and 10 cents um and you think about it that's not even as much as a regular ticket for one show is and you're getting three shows with that price plus their streaming service, their WXW Now On Demand, has just content after content of former, of the old 16-karat tournaments, of all their We Love Wrestling shows. I mean, going back to with stars like Brian Danielson, Chris Hero, Walter, Elia, um, a Who's Who's has gone through wxw and wrestle forum they got it all online there for you so if you're a big wrestling fan this is one of those services i think you'll really enjoy and if you're a fan of really good professional wrestling wxw is a good promotion for you like i love professional wrestling when it's uh, presented as a sports presentation um wxw can get wild can get crazy can get territory wrestling crazy at times if there's a big blood feud but for the most part it's about the the entering it's about competition um and they have really talented workers on the roster i've been enjoying wxw as you've heard on the take it home podcast so next week i am going to do a full review all three nights of the wxw 16 karat 16 karat gold tournament and I'm really looking forward to it. You know, it's on uh, for me. It would be on the daytime, right? So, but you know, like today it's, it's Friday as I record this. I work all day. I got three little ones, so it's hard just to sit there and watch wrestling. I gotta, you know, gotta keep my eyes and ears on the kids while they're, while they're playing. They're still very, very little. So I'm gonna wait till probably monday or tuesday just dive into wxw 16 karat tournament and i'll talk about it next week and i'm really excited about it um jonathan gresham's in the tournament uh cardinal war is in the tournament um who else they have ace romero's in the tournament biff busick was supposed to be a tournament but i believe he got covid so he had to be uh scratch from that card so they ended up getting a replacement and that replacement is a guy i've talked about before marius aulani he's a former wxw champion he's been away from the promotion since i believe it was october when he lost the championship to uh uh axel tischer and i don't know where he's been what's going on i heard a few things i mean 
I don't know, but I was so happy to see he was the replacement for Biff Busick. And honestly, I really like Biff Busick. I enjoy his work. I enjoyed watching the, his character, Oni Lorcan, in NXT. I loved his tag team with uh, Danny Burch. I thought they were a great tag team. But to me, Mario Solani is, is an upgrade because Mario Solani is just one of those one of those guys, one of those wrestlers who just has that it factor, whatever that is, it is, but you're just, when he's on the screen, you're watching, you're, you're, you know, you're not, you're not looking at your phone. You're just watching because he just, he oozes confidence. He's a talented worker, great promo. Um, so when I started watching WCW in 2021, um, he was the guy I just gravitated to. I'm like, oh, this guy's great. I got to continue to watch what he's going to do. He ended up winning the WXW championship and, Basically, 2021 was basically Mario Salani's year in WXW. And I'm so glad he's back for this tournament. And I hope he's back from now on going from show to show. And because he is a superstar. He really is. So excited about that. So again, I will be reviewing the WXW 16 karat gold tournament next week. Full review. As you can tell, my voice, I'm super pumped by that. And I'm super pumped about this show because I got a lot of great matches to talk about. Um, talk about matches that features NXT UK superstars. I'm going to talk about matches that feature indie superstars, up-and-coming young independent wrestlers. Um, I'm also going to take a look, as I mentioned this last week, my dream team of my announced team. I've been watching a lot of wrestling from many different promotions, United States to the European scene. And there are some talented individuals. We always talk about the workers, right? We talk about, you know, the wrestlers and this person and that person. This could be this, this girl, this that guy, you know, like and the people that kind of get forgotten about is the announce team. They're the voice that the storyteller. So I'm going to talk about who if I was gonna run a promotion again and who would I have in those very important roles as a play by play and interviewers on the show? Cause I want to give shout out to these individuals because they are really, really talented people who I think should be in WWE, who should be in AEW. They are extremely talented but they're doing great jobs for the promotions that they're in now so looking forward to talking about them so it's going to be a lot of fun i am super pumped about this episode also i want to talk about our patreon real quick our patreon fight game media plus it's five dollars a month it's only a cup of coffee give us a shot for uh, a month, and you'll get some great content. Gary Gonzalez from the Wrestling Observer um, show with Dave Meltzer. Him and I do a retro 1998 Raw review, which is a lot of fun. We've been going, you know, week by week, following 1998 WWF Raw. We're leading into WrestleMania, Shawn Michaels versus Stone Cold Steve Austin, Mike Tyson, all that. Check that out. We got a, we got MMA podcast on there. We got boxing on there. Uh, we got the Brace for Impact Patreon uh, show, which they get into all the dirt of Impact Wrestling. Um, and, you know, we got a, jo- a Joshi show if you're into that with Scott Edwards. So there's a lot of great content on there. And also, the Take It Home podcast special we had. Uh, uh, it was myself and Antonio Promise Thomas, former WWE superstar, talking about six great young talents. Um, on the scene today, we break them down from a wrestler's perspective, we break them down from a booker's perspective. It was a lot of fun, and I think you're definitely going to enjoy that show. Now, let's get into this show, Take It Home Podcast. I just finished Ilya Dragunov defending his NXT UK championship against Nathan Frazier. And let me tell you, if you love wrestling... If you love hard-hitting wrestling, if you love action-packed wrestling, this is the match for you. It is 
the example of what modern wrestling should be. Um, you can still do a lot of great moves. You can still do a lot of high spots, but you gotta make sense of it from the opening bell to the to the final pinfall or submission. And these guys did a great job. Nathan Frazier, the former Ben Carter, who many saw for a couple weeks in AEW, then he quickly signed to NXT UK. And I remember seeing a lot of these people on the internet just. Oh my God! Why would he go to WWE? They're gonna just do nothing with him. He's gonna go XTK. No one watches that. Blah, blah, blah. He should stay in AEW. You know what? As a fan of XT UK, as I wa- as I watch it every week because the product is really good, this was the best decision for this young kid. Right? He goes to AEW. He's stuck on AEW Dark. He's working. He might be working a veteran here. He might be working another green kid, and. You know, he'll get ring time, but he won't get that value experience that he's getting in NXT UK with their PC, with their great trainers there. They're great uh, beyond just the trainers of in the ring and psychology and helping him with his matches and breaking down his matches. He's getting the weight training in the gym. His body has changed dramatically. This kid's a stud and he's been bursting on the scene in NXT UK and he's been doing a great job. And you could tell, you know, Shawn Michaels is heavily, heavily involved with this brand. And you can just tell that Shawn loves this kid because Shawn, I think, kind of sees himself in this kid. At least the athletic, the athletic ability of Nathan Frazier definitely can, reminds me of a young Shawn Michaels. And he's just been hitting it out of the park each and every time he wrestles. Recently, he, I, I talked about the match with him and Walter. Walter's final NXT UK match where... You know, Nathan Frazier loses, but he didn't. He lost the match, but ended up still winning. You could tell it was a, it was a, it was a loss on the loss column, but a step ahead in his career. Same thing with this Nathan Frazier. Spoiler: He didn't win the NXT UK Championship. I'm sure many people didn't think he was going to win this match, but they told a great story. And at the end of this match, again. You're like, he didn't win here, but one day he will be NXT UK champion. Um, Ilya Dragunov, what a worker. Man, I, he, you remember when I first saw Randy Savage? The the body language, the charisma, it was so unique and different than everyone else, right? He was kind of on the edge. And I get the same vibe from Ilya. You know, he's not as charismatic as Macho Man, not as colorful as Macho Man. I mean, he's not, you know, he's not bland or anything. Elia is a great personality. He just, he's ready for violence. He's ready to defend his title, defend the honor of his family. Like, he's a great baby face. And this match here, they told a really simple story with modern wrestling moves. You have Elia Dragunov, the hard-hitting champion, right? You have Nathan Frazier, smaller, high-flying, going to use speed and quickness to avoid the the big strikes from the hard-hitting champion. And early on, right in the first few minutes of the match, Elia is grounding Nathan Frazier. Every time Nathan Frazier gets vertical, he's taking him down. Some great, unique takedowns, which I really want to... I'm gonna. I, don't, I suck at doing gifts. I want to learn that one day because there's so many cool things I see. I just want to share with people, right? And I'm one of those people that still gets my iPhone out and holds the TV and pushes pause and records and send it to my my friends who are workers and like, hey, I think you could use this. And and uh, I'm gonna have to do that again just to kind of show these takedowns to uh, Promise Thomas. I want I, I want to know the names of them. It's just a simple takedowns. And I've seen them before, but it's been a while. And so what's old is new again. And it's just, just really good wrestling. I, I was loving it. So that as the match keeps going, as Elia is trying to you know drag it out, he's not using strikes. He's using, just like I said, his wrestling ability. But Nathan Frazier finally gets to his feet, is able to uh, bob and weave and avoid the, some of the big strikes for Nathan Frazier. And then... He just gets caught. He gets caught. And finally, Elia is now he's like, okay, I got to stop this kid. And the way I'm going to stop him is with punishment. Hard strikes, slams, big slams. Because if he can't, if he can't move, how does he get up and run around, right? So just really good stuff. Finally, Nathan Frazier hits uh, 
Ilya in the arm. So that becomes a story to match where Ilya has this weakened right arm. That's one of his big offensive moves, the big, uh, he calls it the, uh, it's like his twirly clothesline goes in the road. It's almost like a Nigel McGinnis clothesline, but the, he does the uh, Rey Mysterio 6.9 and the Constantine, he calls it. They named it after his son. And he just delivers his clothesline. And, of course, he has a big chop. And, you know, they uh, so so Frazier's trying to take out that weapon. He's, he's constantly going to it. Eventually, there's a moment in the match, great, a great gear change by Nathan Frazier, where this kid who has been avoiding, trying to do his best to avoid the hard strikes from Elia. And he's using what he does best, his speed, his high flying. But eventually, man, if you're getting hit and you're getting pounded, sometimes you just got to fight back too, right? So there's a moment where he just kind of like, this gear shift gets enraged and he starts throwing freaking forearm shivers to Elia, and now they're just going back and forth to forearms, but not like what you see a lot of promotions try to copy, like you know, an Ishii Suzuki spot where they're just hitting each other's form, just standing there in the middle. And it's 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 good when they do it. I mean, but this is better because it you could see the 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 fire in both men's eyes, and you could see Elia just starting to get weakened by these shots. Nathan Frazier, he's 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 going to another level right here. And he's getting oh my god, he has this Phoenix splash and it, it looked looked pretty rough where he landed on 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 Elia, but you know, they're just nuts these guys. And he lands it, great false finish. Um there's another great there's like a couple of really good falls, but not not overly done. Like you see in a in a young bucks match where they just do everything in the book, all of these big time finishers, and they just they're just kicking out. It, the false finish just becomes a cheap pop. Here it's not. It's it's really part of the story of survival, but it's believable that there's. It's not a. You don't believe it's a performance because of how they are conveying their their violence and. Their will, their willingness to do whatever to win, and not in a way where they're pulling hair and cheating. It's just they're throwing everything. These blows, the power bombs are are they they you know they look fast and vicious, and like your cheese trying to like Elia's trying to drive Nathan Frazier through the mat, and you know eventually Elia wins. And like I said, just like that Walter match and Nathan Frazier, this match is the same thing. At the end, you're like, man. Nathan Frazier one day is going to win that NST UK championship. And I hope one day it's in front of a big, large crowd. I know um, this this most recent taping that just happened, I think, this week. Um, I think they taped like six weeks of television. They tape a lot of stuff. And they – it's back with fans again. You know, Omic- the Omicron variant, you know, really hit London hard. So, you know, they they – they shut it down for fans in attendance or so for a few weeks we were back with no fans this this match had no fans which i kind of wish it did it, it and not like it didn't like it would have added to it it it, it wasn't necessary because these collectors these nxt matches are so good they just they just oh man they just they don't really need fans the story is there right so i've talked about nxt UK a lot it's i mean i know a lot of people are just like I'm over WWE. You know, a lot of people are frustrated with the main main product. They're frustrated NXT 2.0, and I get that. Totally, I get that. But NXT UK has some really good stuff. Now, there is some stuff that's driving me insane. I have seen some of the vignettes have been really bad lately. Like this Isla Dawn Wiccan witch deal she's doing leading up to her match with Mika Satomura for the women's title. I mean, it looks like a... a full moon presentation you know film but but not as good in my opinion or it looks like an evanescence music video i don't know i just don't i just don't like it um i didn't like like i love the tag team of jack stars and dave mastiff you got this little speedster technical wrestler and jack stars with uh dave mastiff this big wrecking ball and they had to do this whole like vignettes for the next couple weeks. It was just so 
over the top and cheesy. It's like, why can't these two guys come together? They both have their strengths. They're going to bring it together and mold into this great tag team and go for the tag team titles. Man, there's some bumps and rows as they're both learning a team, but they finally get that get that continuity and they go and they win matches. Why can't it be like that? Why can't it be that fucking simple? I just don't understand. It just drives me nuts when WWE does this. Like, there has to be characters and stories. And yes, you can have characters. You can have stories. But some people are just wrestlers. And these two guys are wrestlers. And Massive's a gimmick himself. He's a big wrecking ball. Like 300-something pounds, almost 400-pound guy, right? And, and, and Jack Stars is a character. Yeah, he's silent. He doesn't he's, he doesn't. He, he's smaller, but he's so technical. He knows every trick in the book, and that's why he's so successful. I don't know. It's just, it just frustrates me when I see them. They need to do all this to say, hey, they're attacking now. You don't need that. You need to put them together. You may need a pro- couple promos together, and they need to win some matches. They can lose some, like I said, and learn to grow as a team and finally put it all together and become challengers and, and eventually champions i think they'd be great champions um but you know check it out nxuk next week two great matches on the show um the main event's gonna be noam dar defending his heritage cup title against joe coffee both great talented wrestlers two of my favorites to watch on that brand the heritage cup is a great championship it's a six round match um and all these heritage cup matches have been great and with noam dar and joe coffee in it it's going to be great as well. Also on this show will be A-Kid versus Charlie Dempsey. If you don't know who Charlie Dempsey is, it's the first time you listen to the show. Charlie Dempsey is William Regal's kid. He's a chip off the old block. Um, this is going to be great because you got A-Kid, who's a Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy. That, that's his style. And you have Charlie Dempsey, who's like the old catch wrestler. So you have like that great dynamic catch versus jiu-jitsu right so it's it's gonna be very unique when you see like these technical matches you see oh it's just gonna be any old grappling matches we've seen a lot of those i think it's gonna be a lot different and a kid is sensational charlie Dempsey's a prodigy and it's gonna be a lot of fun so i'm i'm really really excited about next week and and uh unfortunately Next week's going to be so busy with the WXW 16 Carat Tournament, I won't be able to review it, but I'm going to share my thoughts on Twitter, so make sure you follow me, at LaRockaJL. You know, I love talking about great wrestling. I love talking. To, I love sharing it, and I love to get the word out because it, it, it should be out there. People should be watching these great wrestlers and great matches. Um, that's why I just went to Garrett and said, you know what, I want to do a show talking about what a lot of people aren't talking about. I want to talk about... You know, NXT UK, I want to talk about, you know, promotions out, you know, in the European scene. Um, you know, we already have guys that do a Japanese show. Like, I, I, I cover that scene. But I want to talk about some indies. You know, I want to I want to talk about a lot of the mainstream people aren't talking about right now. So, and it's been going good. Take It On Podcast is doing really well. And I thank you all for listening. I think it's been awesome. I really do appreciate that. Now, I want to go into my my dream team announce team segment and i've been wanting this for a while like i said when i watch wrestling and this just becomes working wrestling right when i was a promoter when i was a booker um i always it wasn't just about the wrestlers to me like a lot i i see that a lot of indies or a lot of promotions it's almost like well we just have a ref here to count like that's why they think the referee, and I don't think that way. When it's referees are very important, you need great referees. You need top quality referees because they give the credibility to what's going on in the match, right? Like if you have this referee just sitting there in the corner waiting to count three, doing nothing, fans aren't stupid, right? They'll see that guy doing nothing and think, and it all of a sudden just takes them out of the match, and and now they're watching. Uh, a performance and not suspending disbelief. So I always had, I'd make sure I had good referees to communicate to the wrestlers when I, when I uh, had something that needed to be done that kind of knew what I wanted from the wrestling. Um, uh, my best friend, Tom Caster, that was the NXT UK referee. 
uh, sorry, NXT, NXT referee, not NXT UK, though he is involved in that as well. Um, you know, like he was my guy. He was my head referee, and he I, he knew exactly what I want, and he would you know convey that to the other referees. Although I would talk to referees as well, other referees as well, and so that's important. Your play by play team is important. Your interviewer is important. If these people don't have credibility, your wrestling doesn't have credibility. The guys in the ring don't have credibility. So I was thinking like, because I've been watching a lot of great young athletes, a lot of great young workers from all over, like I said, the European scene to on the indie scene. And, you know, being a former booker and it's been a while, you know, when I was, you know, I, I booked, um, all pro wrestling out of uh, Hayward, California, close to San Francisco. I booked that from 2008 to 2012. Then I started Premier Wrestling. I did that from 2013 to 2016. And then when Premier Wrestling closed down, I ended up going back to all pro wrestling um, from 2016 to 2019. And then at that time, I was getting ready to have another baby, and it was just too much at the time. And I didn't want to, you know, put my wife, I didn't want to have her, like, just, you know, it's a tough man. There's little ones. We got other little ones and I would just be a bad husband and a bad father. If I decided just to run around doing wrestling while she has all this work on her plate. So I took a break from it. And luckily I've got my itch scratched from doing podcasts with Gary Gonzalez on the fight game media podcast. We're doing some great stuff on the wrestling observer website. It's been a lot of fun. And I've been loving doing Take It Home podcast here on the free Fight Game Media podcast feed. Um, so, but I so I always think about when I'm watching everyone. I think about how I would use them, and and you know, I'm just constantly thinking of ideas. It just it doesn't my brain is my Booker brain does not stop. It just doesn't stop, and and it's so much fun to think about this stuff. And it's also frustrating because I have no place to give the outlet to it. Right, so I do what I can from you know whatever whatever uh, word I can spread about certain talent, you know, from the people I know that could help them out or just, just get the word online about them. And so he was here on take it on podcast. I want to shout out the announced team. Cause like I said, very important. Um, and my, my lead play by play guy would be Dave Bradshaw. He does the WXW English for English uh, commentary. This guy is so great. I love his voice. I love his energy. He does the show all by himself, though I think he is doing WXW with someone. And I and I believe that's going to be a person I'm going to talk about in my other position I have on this show. Um, but Dave Brashaw's great. Um, like I said, I started watching WXW in 2021. I was I was watching, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take a look at these quote-unquote indies on the WWE uh, Network or Peacock Network. That's I first started watching Progress, and I like Progress. Then I checked out WXW, and I really like WXW. I think that's like of the three promotions on there, uh, Progress, uh, ICW out of, uh, out of Scotland, and um, WXW, which is out of Germany, I think WXW is just the best of those three and i'm knocking those other two i think i think they're they're great they have their strengths but wxw just does a lot of things just right and one of the things that's right is dave bradshaw he is such a great play-by-play guy uh like i said i started watching 2021 i don't know much history about wxw i just know one of the guys i work closely with in premiere and apw um uh, man i just enjoyed booking and working with uh timmy thatcher worked there and he had nothing but good things to say about wxw um jeff cobb my good friend he has worked there as well so he's told me he enjoyed his time in wxw when he went up there to work so you know i that's what i knew i knew it was like a lot of people enjoyed working there when they went and and so i don't know a lot of these guys i don't know bobby guns i don't know uh i i uh just others on this show. I like, Arrows of Hunger. I didn't know these guys, right? But David Bradshaw, he's just so good. Always filling in some history, filling in some where these guys started and who they've been and how they, how they, what, what position they are in the scene where they're at. And 
So I just love it. So like, I don't think he's a perfect guy to have as a playmaker guy, right? In my opinion, a guy that's going to tell that story. You need a great storyteller. You need a guy with credibility telling that story. That's Dave Bradshaw. So, I mean, one of my just treats of watching WXW is to watch, to listen to his commentary. I just, I just enjoy, especially, you know, even like when a heel does something dastardly. He kind of knocks it like, oh, man. But it's not like over the top. It's just like, like, you know, he's he's still doing it in a credible way. It's not just being total like over the top and trying to yeah, just trying to say, oh, this, that's horrible. But he, you know, he just makes a comment about it. And it's it's very smooth. So really talented guy. Um, my ringside interviewer. And I have two interviewers. My ringside interviewer is another guy from WXW. His name is Alan Jackson. Man, this also hooked me in WXW, the interviews. Alan Jackson, I just enjoyed when he would interview someone at ringside or even in the back. But I really enjoyed how he handled himself at ringside. Very credible interviewer. He's not, he's not a gimmick. He is... He's like a sports interviewer, right? That would go and get the interview, and and he wouldn't overshadow the talent. He let the challenge, he, he let the talent say what he needs to say or say what she needs to say. And even if it's a heel, if a heel get he gives him attitude or says something, he 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 lets it roll off. He doesn't, you know, he gets he 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 uh, he registers it a little bit, you know, but it's not like. He's just not made a fool of, and he doesn't make himself be made a fool of, and the and the wrestlers treat him with respect. And so when you see that, what when you see, see everyone started treating the interviewer with disrespect because of the Rock, right? He made that famous with Kelly Kelly and Michael Cole and whoever, right? You know, he'd always. You know, and so all of a sudden, like all these promotions thought that's what the that's what the interview is. He's supposed to be made fun of, and all these any wrestlers like, well, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to that's how you get over. You make fun of the you make fun of your the interviewer, but they don't understand like when you kill the credibility of the interviewer, just like how you kill if you kill the credibility of a referee, that interview has ends up losing the whole interview loses credibility. You lose credibility because now. That's overshadowing what you're saying, right? Like, and it takes away from what you're trying to trying to get over and trying to convey, and it just throws the interview out, in my opinion. But Alan Jackson is is just great at this job. He is a highlight. He can speak many different languages, and so I would hire him for post match ringside interviewers. I loved ringside interviewers. Um, it come it came from the love of sports right uh but when i really got into uh mma in, in 2000 god what was that 2009 is when things started really started really getting more i mean i watched mma from the start of ufc but uh really things started clicking you know when brock lesnar went to ufc that kind of like spiked my interest again in mma and and i just enjoyed the post match interviews and i and i liked I like that. I love that sports element. So when I did Premiere, which is a very sports-based promotion, uh, in some ways shoot style, and you know, I ha- I, mean, I only had like five to six matches, sometimes seven, but each match ended with the winner being interviewed, like you see on an MMA sh- card, right? So, and they would talk about what's next, and and you know, everyone's talking about the championship because. That's what you should want. And, you know, if you're competing in any kind of sport, you want to be the top team or top guy or top girl. And so I I think it's very important to have a post-match interviewer. Now, I also think it's great. You need a very important backstage interviewer. And who I would hire for my backstage interviewer is from ICW. Her name is Jennifer Louise. She is just like Alan Jackson in WXW. Really good. Um, handles both baby faces and heels really well. When a heel 
gets cocky and arrogant and spews out some lies and just talks about what they're going to do. She's, you know, she's like, okay. Uh, But it's not in a cheesy way. And again, she adds so much credibility to the interview as she's interviewing these wrestlers. It just makes the the interview just that much more. I'm more engaged because of her, right? Um, And as I write this, as when this show gets on the air, I think I just saw on her Twitter that it's her birthday on March 5th. So happy birthday, Jen Louise. She's, uh, I, I think you're a fantastic talent. And so I hope you have a great day. And I hope one day all these three individuals get hired by the WWE or AEW because they are extremely talented and a great benefit to the promotions they work for. But but like like so all, this would be my dream team. Dave Bradshaw, play to play. I don't need a color guy. If I had to get a color guy and Nigel McGuinness was available, I would get him. But Dave Bradshaw would be my guy to call the player play. That's all I need. He is the one-man show. He can carry it. No problem at all. Post-match interviews, I want Alan Jackson to take that role. He's he's the he's the guy that's going to give me that, that first reaction from the wrestlers. He's going to give the fans their first reaction from the wrestler after they win a big match. And, you know, he just handled himself so well in it. Post match, sorry, backstage interview before a match, even maybe even, you know, probably all before matches because you already have a post match interview at ringside. But before a match, you know, a big, big main event or, you know, Jennifer Louise, perfect for that role. Perfect. I think she can handle live at ringside as well. You could flip flop Alan Jackson and Jennifer Louise and you, you'd be fine. You won't lose anything, anything at all. But, I'm kind of, I was trying to do do my best to separate them. So, you know, and see, so, so I, that's, that's my team. That's my team. And I want to shout them out because talent needs to be talked about. Talent needs to be, it's tough. You know, they're, they're on the European wrestling scene and, you know, it's still, it's very, a niche audience. So I hope just, I just want to be part of spreading the word on on great talent. You know, I I love wrestling. Um, my wife, <laughs> my wife, she's like, you're always watching something, and it's it's oh, I've been like that since I first started watching it. Like, I it just something that just consumed me, and it still consumes me to this day. And one of my favorite things about wrestling is next up, next generation. Um, and I've been like that for all sports I watch. I'm a big baseball fan and, you know, the rookies, obsessed with the rookies. Um, when I watched MMA, it was all about who's coming up next, who's the next GSP, et cetera, who's going to be the next, the next you know, great fighter. Um, it's always exciting to see someone from, you know, starting off and moving up. And so that's why I love about indie wrestling. And so I've always been, you know, gravitating to those young wrestlers and then when i started getting involved in wrestling in 1987 very long time ago now and um you know working as a manager you know performing as a manager and then um end up being a booker which was my true dream job because i was just i love the creative process of professional wrestling but i love working with young talent you know um and it's like my true passion seeing a young kid from a different area and be like, Hey, come over here. I want, I think you got some raw, 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 raw ability. I want to help you mold it. Right. I just enjoy that. It's so much fun to see young workers grow and, and it's tough to get the word out. Even in this day and age with all the internet and everything like that, it's like still a lot of people still focus on, of course, WWAW. Um, there's a lot of people that get a lot of attention online that are just some, some fucking bad wrestlers, dude. I'm sorry. I'm, you know, I just think it's, it's, and I'm like, man, you're talking about this person who can't even lock up. You should be talking about this person who's a freaking star. And so same thing with great referees, same thing with great play by play, great interviewers. They just need to be shout out. And that's why, that's why I really want to do this segment because I really, I really just appreciate 
appreciate those talents and and i want to get their word out so all right so back to some wrestling um this i watched some wrestle open um i haven't watched this week's show wrestle open is the uh i guess it's like what a an umbrella promotion under beyond wrestling right it's all about the young talent which 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 i love as i talked about um it's about you know two hour show these kids get 10 minutes to have a match and that's like you know they all go they all go 10 minutes they go shorter but but you know they get a chance to work and weekly and build their uh build their on their characters and work on their craft and so it's a lot of fun to watch wrestle open and they're on their ninth show now that just happened this past thursday and it's just cool to see like each week their growth and I want to talk about two matches from last week's episode. That was February uh, 24th. That was Russell Open number eight. So you can find it on IWTV. Um, IWTV is a pretty cool service. Um, I, I'm, I'm lucky to have a connection <laughs> connection with that service. And um, it's it's cool. Like if you're into independent wrestling, there's a lot of content on there. Um and it's just kind of you know fun to bounce around and check out all these different promotions. I kind of like, I'll I'll check out a card here and there and and kind of go through. And that's what I kind of did. And I'll talk about action wrestling later on. But um, but yeah, it's it's a good service. It's only ten dollars a month, which is not too bad if you're really love independent wrestling. I think they have a lot of great content on there. So definitely give them a shot, and I think you're gonna enjoy it. Now. Two matches I want to talk about from Wrestle Open 8. Like I said, it happened last Thursday, February 24th. Um, the first match was, uh, I think it was match two or three on the show, was Alec Price versus Tyree Taylor. Uh, Alec Price has kind of been the feature guy on Wrestle Open. He's been in a lot of main events on the show. He's this long, lanky kid, kind of built like Edge, right? He just has that same kind of frame. And... He's a heel, and he comes out, and he is just energy and intensity, like, from the entrance to he leaves back to that curtain. This kid really grew on me, and he grew on me really fast, and I just love watching him. He has that, like I said, intensity like a Macho Man Ren Savage. He's unhinged like Macho Man. He keeps attacking. I don't think this kid has... His gas tank never runs on empty. He just goes, goes, goes. But it, he's a good worker, and he puts things together right. Tyree Taylor, I really like him. He's a bigger guy, big personality, very charismatic guy. Comes out. Uh, he, 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 I'm trying to describe what he looks like. He, I think you all know who Shane Taylor is in ROH, right? Bigger guy. Um, he's a little smaller than Shane Taylor. But I just like this guy. I like his work better. I just think he's just he's he's a lot more athletic. Um, I love his like he comes out with a chain around his neck, this big old thick chain. Um, you know, God, I would love to have this guy. I love to book this guy, and just he just a, a baby face. That just a guy, a cool guy you want to get behind, right? And you could be that cool baby face um, hero, you know. Um, and he like. He's a bigger guy, but he can he can move, right? He does like this cool little bottom rope to second rope springboard European uppercut, like and for his size, you're like, holy shit, right? Like, why how do you just pull that out? This match here was just like, I don't know how the whole time it was. I think it was maybe four minutes, maybe a little longer, but it was like balls to the wall, like um throughout the whole match. And at one point, they they, they did a spot where uh he Alec Price goes for a double stomp as Tyree's in a standing position. And the spot was he's supposed to catch him and then and then uh Price is gonna still jump up and still hit the uh uh the double stomp. But first time around really didn't come off the way he wanted to. Um but they kept working, you know. They didn't freak out, they went back to it. Like it, it was it didn't come out the way they wanted to the first time, but also didn't look like that big of a mess up. Like, you know, like it, it, it wasn't that noticeable. It, it, it made sense, you know, to the, to the match. And you could see like, Oh, you know, it's still, he still hit an offensive move. Um, so he goes back to it and they go back to the spot 
and he jump Alprice jumps off and he just he's you know he's great cuz he makes his body he spreads his long arms out and he jumps up and he crouches down and just tries put puts his legs out there and Tyree catches him and he lands on his shoulders right so Tyree has him on his shoulders and you're like oh shit but then he then Price just jumps off his shoulders and still hits that double stomp and it was brutal looking because he does land on Tyree when he comes down but it was awesome so I highly recommend this match check it out really good stuff these kids are a lot of fun to watch I look forward to watching their matches you know when I, I seen Alec Price, I think he's a great heel. I think he's, I love him as a heel. I seen him as a baby face, and he's a good baby face. He can do that role for you if you book him that way, and he'll do fine. But I think what really he excels in is that unhinged heel, like just intensity. He's screaming, yelling at the fans. He has that slappable face. That's a heel you want just to go in there. You want to see his ass get beat, right? But. But he just keeps winning in Russell Open. And uh, he's in the main event of the show on uh, Wrestling Open 9, which happened this past Thursday. I'm going to try to check that out sometime this weekend and, and watch it. So look forward to that. Second match was the main event. Ray Jazz versus Love Doug. Love Doug, who's just grown on me. This guy comes out uh, blowing kisses, throwing rose petals and all that. But he's a good little worker. Um, he reminds me of Bayface, Adrian Street, not as over top with makeup and everything like that, but you know that's like that's how that's the vibe I get for him. Uh, Bayface, Adrian Street from like nine, 1987, uh, Continental. You know, like he's just a and he's just fun and a likable Bayface. Ray Jazz is this uh, amateur wrestling star from uh, Jersey. He has that jock douchebag vibe vibe of him about him and he comes out and he has his jazz tip of the day and he's and he's doing a great job with this he when he first started his jazz tip of the day it was a little rough right it was a little it wasn't i was like okay he's working on something then he, he's just been keeping at it and perfecting it and like just this past couple of shows he's been like the jazz tip of the day taking a beat Letting the crowd boo, get some heat, then does it again. Then he starts again. Jazz tip of the day, you know, and it just keeps. And so he's been really working on it and really making it a crowd participation thing, where they're just it just gets their boos get louder as he keeps stopping and starting again. And really enjoy this match. Uh, hit that 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 gimmick he does. And this match, I enjoyed it well. Great heel, babyface dynamic. They've been building up for the last couple weeks. I thought the build's been kind of, heh But the, but the, you know, the, since the, this fan base at Wrestle Open, they love, love Doug, and they hate Ray Jazz. It's one of those matches that just works, right? And they told a really good story, back and forth action, a lot of peaks and valleys, and, uh, a lot of momentum sh- shifts and changes and a really good finish though I think the execution they just they just missed it a little bit it was a little bit too much and I'll explain you know Love Doug's finally making this big comeback he looks like he's about to win but then Jazz gets a quick roll up handful of tights but he also gets his feet on the ropes the feet on the ropes in my opinion was unnecessary because it kind of made the finish a little bit clunky because he got Ray Jazz pulling the ropes, his body's contorted. He's trying to, he's got his feet on the ropes. The referee, now he could have done a better job of being in a better position to where he's by the shoulders of Love Doug. So he can, he's missing, he's missing the tights and he's missing the legs. But where he was, it's like he kind of. He's in a position where people are like people go, well, but come on, ref, you could see his legs there. So you, the heat's going to the ref a little bit. Um, it still got a lot of heat. The finish, and I, you know, they, so they end up it ended up working out well in the end. But also, I think Jazz all you need to do is really do the tights and really stack them, and I think that would have been perfect. I think maybe the uh, the, the the ropes were a little too much. To, to, to cheat the pin, Love Doug. Like, you you know, you're not holding down freaking Hulk Hogan. You know what I mean? Like, so, but still a really fun match. If you're, if you're like me, who loves the old 
I can't say old. This is a sad day. day. Like, it should be always like this. Great baby face, great heel dynamic. So, um, really, uh, I'd give those shows a shot. Those shows a shot. Wrestling Open 8. Check those matches out. Um, it's all again on IWTV. Now, last couple matches I want to talk about. Also on IWTV. This, this actually took place on January 21st. I was kind of scrolling through and I saw the, uh, the icon there for action uh, action wrestling, and they're out of uh, Tyrone, Georgia. And this is a match I kind of saw the uh, the clip of the end um, in uh, all over Twitter when it happened. It's uh, the, was the main event of action wrestling. It happened on January twenty first, my dad's birthday, and it was for the IWTV title. I think this is a great idea of that IWTV. The streaming service has their own championship that's defended. A, around all the promotions and it's like a traveling world champion deal. Um, I think that's really cool. You know, if you're a subscriber for 10 bucks a month, you know, it's, and you're getting invested, like it's kind of cool that, and they're doing this thing. And I'll talk about the angle that they're doing with beyond wrestling and this, but um, the main event I saw, like I said, the finish was going around. It was uh, Alex Shelley, the, the IWTV, IWTV champion versus AC Mac out of action wrestling. And, a lot of people were just kind of sharing the finish, and and that's so I was like, oh, I always wanted to go back, and like people were raving about this, this, the match, the moment, and so I'm like, oh, I always like had that in the back of my mind. I want to go watch that. So finally, I did. I watched it the other day, and I actually watched the whole show um, over a period of time, over like a week. I kind of watched a match here and there, and I want to talk about two matches. I'm one. I'm going to talk about that main event. The other match I want to talk about is a match between Anthony Henry who was uh, in NXT. God, what was his name? I forget his name in NXT. Something Hale, I think it was. Anthony Hale, I think it was. Um, Anthony Henry, I remember seeing him from Evolve. He was signed um, just for a short time in NXT before they had a big freaking uh, shift in philosophy. And he was, you know, part of that cuts they had. And, Unfortunate. They cut a lot of great guys, a lot of great talent, a lot of young talent, and it's funny because they want to go younger, but they were—I don't know—it was insanity, and it's still kind of insanity going on right in there right now. And he wrestled Adam Priest, and Adam Priest, I mentioned last week, he was on Terminus. He wrestled uh, Invictus Cash in that pre-show opener. It was a really good match. Um, and I talked about how much I really enjoy Adam Priest's work. I've seen him on AEW Dark, and I've seen him on a few other indies. So, you know, I saw Adam Priest is on this car. I'm going to watch. I, I've seen, I know Anthony Henry. I'm going to watch this match, right? Uh, this show, they had a nice crowd. I think they said they had like 250 people. And this crowd was really into the wrestling. They're really excited about the rest. You know, they're into it, right? And and the production is is good. It could be better with the, the camera work. I don't know what was going on, but like, the hard kind of at times would kind of like get blurry then and get clear, like it blurry for like a second or two. So some, I'm not technical to cameras, you know, I, I leave it up to my, my director or not when I was booking the, the fix those kind of issues. All I said was like, I saw something, I said, just fix it. Right. So, um, I was going to, uh, text my buddy, Matt Del Rosa, who I started premier wrestling with. Cause he's a big tech whiz. I didn't get a chance to te- text. I totally forgot. I was going to text him so I could find out what was going on with that. But either way, it was a little bit distracting, during the, these matches and took away some of the stuff. So I hope they clear. I hope it was just one of those things that someone missed and hope oh, next time they kind of cleared up after they rewatched the show. But Anthony Henry versus Adam Priest, and I was digging this match for a good while. Anthony Henry came out just a cocky, arrogant, um, you know, just nose in the air. And he's wrestling Adam Priest, and Henry's just just big time in him, just kind of like getting his face and like he do something to him, and get in his face and flip him off, right? And then Priest would be like, "All right, all right, whatever, whatever, man." They continue to wrestle. Priest would do something again, but then Henry would do something once again, put his finger right in his face, middle finger, like. And Priest, you know, he's he's starting to get a little heated now, right? All right, all right, all right man. And they, they do this a couple of times, and finally Priest just goes back and unloads and those. But then Henry cut him off, and and Henry's stuff was looking really good. He was physical and vicious. He'd get him in the ropes to step on his face and do some cool healing. And I'm like, okay, 
this is a side I haven't seen from him, man. And in NXT, he was a baby face, and he was good. He's a talented uh, guy. Um, I remember I matched. God, I, I watched a couple two hundred five lives. I'm like, during this time frame uh, in 2021, I was just decided to check out like what's going on with that show. I haven't watched that show since far the very beginning. And there was this hell of a match between Tony Nese and and. and Anthony Hale, I guess his name was, and uh, it was <laughs> tremendous. I don't, I don't know the air date, but you can easily find. It. I think they only wrestled once on that show. It was great, and but I love seeing this healing side, this heel side from Anthony Henry. Like I said, physical, just being, just oh man. And then like, and Priest is a good worker. He's selling. He's you're, he's getting that sympathy. You wanted to see him get that big comeback. You know, he fights back, and he he's a little guy, but he's a stocky guy, like, you know, stocky like a, a Benoit from, like, his rookie year in 1997, as I mentioned last 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 week's episode with Terminus. You know, and he chops hard, and, and you know, he's he's smaller, so he has to put up a fight, man. He's like, he's like, he's the small dog that doesn't quit, you know, and, and he's always going to fight. You know, he's standing up to everyone. He don't care how big you are. So... So it's going really good. Henry dumps into the floor. I'm like, okay, great. Okay, get some heat on the floor. This is where it fell off for me. Yo, Henry whips Priest into the chairs at ringside. It, he didn't need this. He was doing such a great job of just punishing heat and being physical and the great body language as a heel, you know, when you're wrenching on an arm bar or a head side headlock or a hold and adding a little extra, extra malice to it. Uh, all that was great. This was like unnecessary. Throw the guy in the chairs, get people to move out of their seats. Uh, just didn't need to hear it. And then this is where it started falling really down. And I was getting like so disappointed at this point because they ha- we're having such a great beginning of this match. Henry goes to the corner and he starts trying to take off the top turnbuckle pad. Now, he's doing this when he's in control, right? So there's no need for him to go take the turnbuckle pad off. Anyways, he gets it, he gets uh, pliers, cuts it off. It's took forever, killed the momentum of the match. Um, when they had they started they started getting it back, but then it just kind of just kind of fell apart, and you know it would have it didn't need that it didn't need any of this right like it, it was it was they could have done something else, and again you lo- like why is the referee disqualify him? It's right in front of the referees taking off the turnbuckle pad. Remember when you guys would do that behind the referee's back, or it came out came off quote unquote accidentally when someone's trying to pull someone out of the corner and they pull them too hard and the guy's holding onto the turnbuckle and pulls the turnbuckle so now it's exposed but you know the referee can't disqualify anyone it's you know not it's technically not their you know fault it just happens you gotta work through the referees you know trying to keep them away for that corner and you know they of course someone hits it and they lose right they could have done something like that they could have gimmicked <laughs> they had zip ties on like they like you do with these turnbuckle pads and uh, a lot of cases on the indie scene they do use they do zip ties and so he can't they can't really do that spot it was so tight he couldn't do a spot where they just kind of accidentally quote unquote pull it off but um yeah so yeah and ultimately end up being a bummer but not for the i thought like i said i, I want I, I wish they could just run it back and and cut all the shenanigans out and it would have been a really good match. Now, the main event, um, like I said, IWTV champion Alex Shelley versus AC Mack. Um, AC Mack has a hell of a promo. Big personality, um, local star there. The fans love him. I mean, uh, they, they've really built this up well for his challenge to the title. Made this belt mean for me, like I, I, I think I've seen a couple IWTV matches like Wheeler Yuta versus... I think what Daniel Garcia or someone, whatever. Um, I didn't even get a chance to even go back to watch when Alex Shelley won the belt from Wheeler Yuta. Heard that was a good match as well. But I mean, they really built this match up to really make it important. And Alex Shelley, such a veteran, 20 years in the wrestling business. I I enjoy watching his work. Still looks this like young. Like, yeah, this guy does not age, right? Like, 
and he's just as athletic as before, you know, like when he's just younger and still smooth in the ring. And he comes out with a swagger, right? And people are just booing. He's playing the crowd, great crowd control with his body language, with his attitude. Um, you know, AC Mack has this big entrance that he does, and the fans all say his entrance with him. Um, I want to see what AC Mack, how he looks outside of this promotion. I want to see how if he if he if his charisma translates it. But here, of course, local star feels like a star, right? Um, good promo. Like I, I, he's a very confident kid, and I, I enjoyed what he was doing out there. Um, the match was, like I said. A really well done. Um, the story of the match was Shelly was like working on AC Max left arm, and Max did a great job selling it. And it was a great job of making those little comebacks. And Shelly was cutting him down and stopping him, and you know they keep working their work work back up, and and it was really good. A really just high level stuff. Shelly was just really doing a great job with AC Mac here, and AC Mac was. They're on his spots to, you know, for his moment, you know, when Shelly was giving his, it was his AC's max time to make the comeback. He was there. Um, he was, AC Mac came through and it was going good. And of course, the crowd was great. And it, it got a little cheesy with the CEO of the company and the ref, other wrestlers in the locker room all surrounding, but it did add to the atmosphere and, and it, got, it got the fans even more pumped up. The finish, oh, this is such a nitpick. And I don't want to nitpick such a great match, but the finish was uh, Alex Shelley hits this variation of the DET um, and connects with it, locks on his Motor City stretch, which is the which is the Regal stretch, I believe. And and AC Mac reverses it and pins him. Now it, it just kind of seemed like it wasn't the time for that. I don't know. Like, because I, if I would have just, if I was Shelly, I would have cut out the DT because he, like, he survives this variation of DT, which looked great. AC Mack took it really well. And then he, you know, gets, gets his hold and it's, it's it wasn't on too long. And then AC Mack reversed it, gets the pin. I think what should have happened was he goes for that various DT, tries to hit it, AC or Mac reverses. There's a little bit of back and forth. Finally, Shelly oh, gets him right in the middle of the lock on that Motor City. Motor City uh, uh, stretch, gets him down. It's in the middle. It's over. Right when he gets down to the mat, then you do the quick reverse. AC, Mac pins him one, two, three. I just thought the DT was a bit too much. Like it, it almost did it. Almost killed that move. Like he just ends up still being able to reverse it, and I just, I just, I didn't like that. But I'm not gonna take it away from being a really good match. And it was, it was a, it was, it was, it was nice to see a veteran go in there, understand his role as the heel champion, and understand this. This like I call you know twenty year veteran he's done it all, getting that getting that heat from that crowd to build to that moment was good, really good overall. So definitely check out Action Wrestling. I think I'm gonna to, I want to see more of what they got. You know I want to see I want to see AC Mac again. I'm, I'm curious. I want to see is this a one time thing? Is this because it was you know I want to see if he has the goods. He has the goods on the mic. Ring works is good. But um, I want to see more of him, so I'm interested. I'm gonna, they just had a show um, last was it last night? Yeah, no, today, today, just uh, as I'm recording on Friday, um, they have a show that's going beyond that was it's on IWTV. Now IWTV, I will tell you this: um, if you miss the live viewing, you can't watch it that night. It seems like like it seems like every time, like I was gonna try to watch wrestling uh wrestling open on thursday like later that night but it wasn't there yet so it was like a day later so the next day it's on demand so you know you just gotta wait a day not a big deal i mean this is not you know you know you can wait for any results i don't think you really need to jump on it live 
if you miss it, I wouldn't be too bummed about it. You can watch the next the next day on demand. So thanks everyone for listening. I appreciate it. Um, kind of went over my little hour I wanted to be, but I had a lot to talk about and a lot of great things. Just, you know, a lot of great matches to talk about, a lot of great talent to talk about. So um, this is a fun episode. Thanks for joining me. Follow me on LaRockaJL, at LaRockaJL on Twitter. Give me your thoughts on the show. Um, Send me recommendations. I know Paul Fontaine. I know you sent me stuff. I do have a full slate coming up. I got this, like I said, this coming coming weeks, this next episode of uh, (laughs) Take It On Podcast. It's getting late here, folks. It's going to be WXW 16 Karat Gold. The following week's podcast, Take It Home Podcast, is going to be on ICW's Square Go Show, which just dropped today on the Peacock Network. Um, I was hope I was hopeful to talk about it this weekend, but just it it oh sorry, it drops it drops tomorrow. Excuse me, it's dropping on Saturday. Today, I'm like I said, I'm recording Friday. I'm all off in the day. It's been a long day, um, but yeah, it drops tomorrow Saturday. Unfortunately, I have family in town, so. Um, just wouldn't be the time to watch, watch a, a wrestling event and then uh, record on Saturday night. So I'm pu- pushing it out for a couple weeks, but I'm looking forward to watching that show. I've never seen a Square Go show. It's a big show from ICW, and they have a, like a Royal Rumble type of match. And um, looking forward to it. So, so thanks again for listening. I appreciate it. I uh, hope everyone stays safe out there and have a good one. Talk to you soon. Take care.